0: What's up, monsters? Welcome back to the Wake the Monster podcast. So, first of all, I know that I have been offline for it'll be 11 days, I think, since I dropped my last podcast for you. And I apologize, I just had a lot of catching up to do with some other things uh, in master's classes, working, trying to out process the military and, and still have a family, still be a good husband, be a good father, right? So, very busy getting caught up on a lot of stuff that kind of fell off to the side. But I'm back now, and I've actually got a little bit of a series that I want to be putting out for y'all. You know, it's a concept I was thinking about. It was a concept I was, I was driving home from work one day, and I'm doing a lot of work up in North Jersey right now, so I have about an hour drive home. A lot of time to think, a lot of time to reflect, a lot of time to plan. which is great. And I was thinking about the podcast, and I was thinking about leadership, just overall, just the concept, and what are some of the, the key traits or the key factors that a good leader has, you know, there's a lot, you can't, you can't really narrow down a top 10. It's really hard to do. One of the reasons it's so hard to do is because the leadership traits that you need to be able to execute are going to be different based off of the scenario, the situation, the organization, the objective, and most importantly, the team that you're trying to lead. So because of that, there's really no point of saying, these are the top five leadership traits that you must have to be successful. Because if I name five leadership traits from my last 10 years of experience in the military that I thought were the most important, they're gonna to be totally ineffective for somebody in a different industry or for somebody who doesn't have the same requirements or the same pace, right? Like I was an aircraft maintainer. I was working on the flight line, turning wrenches every day. The five traits that I have might not relate to somebody in the Ranger Regiment who has to go and actually you know, put lead on a target. It's impossible to say these are the traits that you must have, you must carry. That being said, I think it is a good idea to identify some traits that you should have in your toolbox to be able to execute on and utilize when you need to, right? So the idea of being a leader is to have countless numbers of traits that you can pull from, depending on who needs your leadership. And we don't really lead objects, we don't really lead goals, we lead people. And one of the most important people you can lead is yourself. So I've thought about this a lot. And I've decided to lay it out as the alphabet. So I call this the leadership alphabet. And today we're going to start with a and a is attitude. Now, I don't have any research on this. Okay, this is all, everything I say for the Leadership Alphabet series is all anecdotal. I may have read it in a book at some point in my life, but most of what I have is anecdotal. This is what I saw work. This is what I saw not work. This is who I saw that was effective. This is who I saw that was ineffective. This is how I believe I was effective. This is how I believe I was ineffective. So take everything I say with a grain of salt, because leadership is not a one-size-fits-all. It just isn't. I don't care who you're listening to any competent qualified leader any person that you should be willing to lead should not have a one-size-fits-all solution to whatever problem or to whatever team they're trying to organize it's very similar to teaching you know, my, my last role in the air force was as an instructor i was teaching aircraft maintenance i was teaching advanced troubleshooting i was also teaching instructors how to become instructors in whatever career field they had to teach in, whether it be cops or training managers or CPR. I was teaching the teachers and helping them build lesson plans and helping them build the way that they were going to deliver their message. One of the key components is that you can't teach the way that you like to teach. You can't teach the way that makes you comfortable standing in front of people. You just have to get comfortable interacting with people because you need to learn how other people learn. If I have somebody who is a great wrench turner, they may not like to sit and listen to a PowerPoint all day. But as soon as I get them out on a piece of equipment, they're my best student. But they may have struggled on the written test. They have different learning styles. Same thing goes with leadership. The people you are leading all have something different that they want to learn, they want to take away, they want to be led in a different way. So again, the principles that I put out in this leadership alphabet do not take them as the only 26 principles you need to have. This is a never-ending, always-evolving concept that after I give you these, you need to go out and continue. Just because I say A is attitude doesn't mean that there isn't another A that you should have in your leadership alphabet. I'm just giving you a 30,000-foot view. Give you a little sample. Now you take it and run with it. Right, so A is attitude. So what does that mean? You know, Attitude is all about your outward projection towards something. If I'm just sitting, not having a conversation, not talking to anybody, say I'm sitting in a room by myself, do I have an attitude? It's kind of like a tree falls in the forest. If no one's around to hear it, doesn't it make a sound, right? Attitude matters when you're interacting with other people. Uh, it matters about the way you handle your own objectives, right? Your attitude towards a goal that you have is important but we want to take this from a leadership perspective. So an attitude towards your team. That can happen in a lot of different ways. Your team could be successful. What is your attitude towards a successful team? You should be pumping them up. If they're successful, you should be reminding them that they're successful. Not just that they are successful, but the things that they are doing to make them successful. If I just tell somebody, Hey, you're great. You're awesome. You're the best every day of the week. Well, what happens when they fail? You know, at that point, when they fail, they are going to have this additional weight of, but wait a second, I'm the best in the world, and I just failed. So you have to continue to remind people what they're doing that is making them successful. It is simple to have a positive attitude around a high-functioning team. Not necessarily easy, because in one of my previous podcasts, we we talked about the fact that easy doesn't mean the same to everybody, right? Easy to me does not mean easy to my eight-year-old daughter. If I say, jump over this box, it's going to be easier for me to do than her to do, right? Easy means relative. So it's a simple thing to have a positive attitude with a high functioning team. You don't have a lot of problems that arise with a high functioning team. That's not to say that they don't, and we're going to get there in a minute, but a good effective leader with a high functioning team can generally have a positive attitude on a regular basis because they are, they just don't have to deal with negativity. Negativity in result, negativity in action, negativity in attitude from the team towards the leader, or from the team amongst themselves. Those are things that generally don't foster in a high-functioning team. But what about a poor-performing team? Maybe you have a high-functioning team that is currently performing poorly. How does your attitude change, and how does it affect what they do? All right. The We'll get to this when we get to C. C, we'll talk about being consistent. But it's a good idea to have it in here now because your attitude has to stay consistent it's very difficult for a team to want to follow a leader if the leaders attitude or emotions are always changing and if their feelings are always dictating what their decisions are if my attitude towards a team on Mondays is good but on Thursdays is bad and on Wednesdays is in between and on Tuesdays is and on Fridays I just I just want to fire everybody if my attitude towards the team is fluctuating so much throughout the entire week the team is going to have a very hard time understanding what our goals are what our objectives are and how to get there because a lot of times a team doesn't see the objective the same way the leader does the leader sees the objective they get it from somebody else and then the leader has to organize and deliver how are we going to attain this objective? Really, they should be coordinating that with their team, right? But it's the leader's job to get the team to rally around this objective. It's, it's less likely that team members really understand the whole concept of the objective. And we can take that into a military concept too. So my job, aerospace ground equipment, age for short, DIN star, that's our, that's our, uh, our favorite chant. We don't see the mission that we support. That's a very hard thing for a lot of people in the career field. We don't see the result of our actions. We see an engine come in, we fix it, we roll it back out, it works again, that's great, but what did we do, right? It's very hard for us to see it because our job stops at the airplane and then somebody else takes over from there. And then you have specialists that work on the airplane and the specialists generally do not get to see the result of their work either because their work is, hey, the airplane is flyable now, and then they give it to the pilot. And the pilot may or may not see the results of what their actions are either. Dropping off cargo, dropping off humanitarian aid, maybe they're a fighter pilot, they will get to see, you know, the warhead on forehead type concept, they will get to see a result of action. But especially in those cargo, those heavy type pilots, they might not see the result of their action. It's only the most forward people that actually see the outcome. So for everybody else, they have less and less buy-in of the objective. And that's the leader's job to continue to have that consistent attitude. It doesn't always have to be positive, but it does have to be consistent. One of the biggest things I got out of sports is the concept that you are never as great as you think you are, but you are also never as bad as you think you are. You win a championship. You think you're on top of the world. Somewhere in the world, somebody is better than you at that thing. Right? You lose. I fought. I've lost two fights in a ring in front of hundreds of people. That's embarrassing, but I'm still not as low as I feel in that moment, right? There's a, there's a, a medium that you kind of live in and leaders have to be able to live in that medium. They can't go to the extremes of feelings and scenarios because they have to, their attitude has to dictate to the rest of the team, how we should act and how we should respond. So what else, what else about attitude is important? Attitude towards your team. Let's, fo- let's focus on, on the people that we're leading. So the attitude towards your team has to be helping. It has to be an attitude of we are going to achieve success together has to be an attitude of, I know that you are the right person to fill this role. And if you have some deficiencies, we're going to train those deficiencies out of you to make you the right person to continue to fill this role. You select your team, you put your team in place. Training is going to need to be consistent and regular. So you should always have that idea of encouraging your teammate, your attitude should always be one of encouragement. Uh, Not necessarily motivation, right? Because motivation is temporary, but consistency, again, helping your team, not pushing. I hate the concept of pushing your team because pushing your team implies that they're in front of you, right? You are pushing them forward instead of pulling like you should be. And so you're pulling your team forward. Now, if it's a highly effective team, it should be easy to pull. It should be very lightweight. If it's not an effective team, if you're still building team, if you just took over a poorly performing team, then that weight is going to be heavier. But the concept should still be that you are pulling, not pushing, You're not sitting behind the desk saying, go do you are with them saying we will do it's a collective approach in leadership. So your attitude has to be consistent. Your attitude has to be, we can do it. We can achieve those two things have to go together what about when you have your poor performers? Because if you are a leader, if there's one thing that I've learned is that not everybody is going to be somebody that you make happy, right? You are going to have interactions with people and they are going to end up not liking you in the outcome because of, Hey, I had to put disciplinary action on this person or I selected somebody else for promotion over them, or I gave this person a bonus instead of them and now they don't like me and now they, you know, they have bad feelings about me. Their attitude towards me is crappy, right? You can't retaliate and you can't reciprocate negative attitudes that your teammate may give to, that your team members may be giving to you. Your attitude, again, must stay consistent. Even those poor performing members or the members, the disgruntled members or the members that, that you have made upset and maybe they're looking for a way out, even in those th- processes, even in those moments... You have to have an attitude of cooperation an attitude of we are going to succeed together and a attitude of, I want to help you succeed. Even if you want to succeed in a different team, I want to help you succeed, right? So let's take, talk about those members that get in trouble, those members that fall short and that there needs to be some disciplinary action. How do you handle disciplinary action with that type of attitude? Same concept. When you're disciplining somebody, it should not come from a position of you are angry at them, right? That is a very common thing for poor leaders to do. And unfortunately, there are a lot of poor leaders that get put into position of leadership. The, it, I mean, remember, my idea is that being called a leader is like being called the greatest of all time. It's somebody else's responsibility. It's somebody else calling you the leader, right? You can't assign yourself to be a leader. People decide whether or not they want to follow you. They give you authority to lead them. So there are a lot of people in leadership roles who don't have the skills to be there and who make decisions based off of emotion, who execute disciplinary action based off of emotion. That's, that's one of the biggest no-nos when it comes to leadership. Disciplinary action is there for the improvement of performance and behavior. It is not there for you to say, I am mad at you. I am upset with you. I am disappointed. Those are not the purposes of disciplinary action. So again, consistent attitude. Your attitude has to be helping people improve, get better and succeed. So how do you do it? Disciplinary action comes down to Hey, I got to you know, remove you from the team, or I have to fire you. Or, you know, uh, in the military we can do, Hey, here's this letter of counseling. And now you're kind of on a probationary period right now, we're going to kind of watch your behavior and you need to make sure that for the next X amount of time, you don't have another misstep or else we're going to elevate the level of discipline you're receiving all sorts of different ways that organizations have disciplinary action in place. But through that entire process, you need to say, here is where you failed. Here is why it is a negative here is what I am going to do to help you improve the behavior. There needs to be an action plan on discipline, the, the person you are disciplining needs to buy into how are we going to correct this, so they need to have some ownership in it that you need to allow them to provide feedback on how do you think we can solve this problem. But for you, once that action plan is in place, your role, your attitude needs to be an attitude of I am going to help this person execute their action plan, I'm going to help them succeed and help them improve. That's how discipline should work. Again, attitude. These are all leadership concepts. These are all things that you have to do when you get put into a leadership role. But your attitude has to be consistent. A consistent attitude of helping people. Helping people get better. Now, if you really want to be identified as a leader who really cares about their people succeeding, if you really want, if that's, and that should be what a real leader wants. A real leader should say, I want my people to believe that I care about them even more than the objective. I want to win with them, but I want them to know that I care about them. If that's what you want, when it's time for you to remove a team member, fire an individual, however you want to refer to the term, separate somebody from the rest of the team. Do not just separate and leave them out in the dust. Don't do that consistent attitude of helping, including when you are removing a team member, have follow up with them. If it's, hey, you're fired, you need to leave my business right now. Have a personal contact information with that individual. Reach out to them after the fact, let them know, hey, even though you don't work for me anymore, I still want to see you succeed because you as a person I still care about. Servant leadership. I want you to succeed. I want to be part of your success. I want to help you get there please do not shut me out, I still wanna be part of your success, even if you don't work for me anymore, even if I have to remove you from the team, remove you from the objective, from the work center, whatever. If you do that, and do it honestly, don't just do it because you read it in a book or because you saw it on this podcast, but if you do that, your other team members will see it, it'll get passed around by word of mouth, And your other team members will begin to increase their faith in you. They will begin to increase the authority they give you to lead them. They will trust you more. They will have more faith in you. Because you will have shown that you really do only care about their success. Leadership is not about attaining objectives. Leadership is about helping other people achieve, and hopefully those achievements accumulate into the objective. We need to reframe the way we look at leadership. If you're a manager, supervisor, director of, whatever, CEO, C-suite, doesn't matter. The framing of leadership needs to be about the people succeeding, not the objective, not the dollars and cents, the people. They are the only way you get closer to your objective is by their action. So that's our word for the day, leadership alphabet, attitude, have a consistent attitude of helping others, helping your team succeed. If you do that, you're one step closer to being an effective leader. All right? I appreciate y'all stopping by. If you like the podcast, please leave me a five-star review. If you don't like the podcast, leave me a one-star review. Either way, it lets me know how to make it better for you. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment down below. Let me know what you wanna see next. Let me know what you think the next letter in the alphabet is gonna be. I appreciate y'all stopping by. Go wake your monster. Peace.